Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible, America's number one Newton, Kansas-based Bible reading podcast. For two years in a row, we have been blessed to have our our friend, friend of the show, manager of the show, um, resident ringkeeper of the show, Allison Entz with us. Um, however, she is home today, and Chip is back. Chip, welcome back. Glad Thank to have you. you. Thank you. It's good to be back. <laughs> glad you, Allison filled in for me, really. That's actually not fair because I lowered my voice for Chip. If I was being fair, I would have to go up an octave like you guys did me to, you know. I I don't know what you're talking about. I could. I'd be like, hi, guys. <laughs> Are you talking about when I gave that very accurate depiction of your the, voice? Yep. That's that's the one. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that felt good. Okay, Allison, speaking of accurate depictions of your voice. We are on day uh, 329. Mm-hmm. We are going to be reading 2 Timothy. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have sent out. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan the flames of spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because he, that was his plan from the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this, this plan to us by prepare, sorry, plain to us by appearing, yeah, by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. That is why I'm suffering here in prison, but I am not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard that what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me, even Philus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. When he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special (coughs) kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules, and hard-working farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. 
Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithful, he remains faithful. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and, and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not meet, need to be ashamed, and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and Philetus. Philetus. They often, sorry, they have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm like the foundation stone with, the, with this inscription, The Lord knows who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you, are, if you keep yourself pure, you will be spe a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him and do whatever he wants. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win confident, the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth, just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and count in a counterfeit faith. They won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true. For you know you can trust those who have taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you wisdom and received salvation that comes from tr by trusting in Jesus Christ. 
Christ Jesus, sorry. All scripture is, was, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for our Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone on to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat that I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books, and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed at Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings, as do Pudens, Linus, and Claudia, and all the other brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit, and may his grace be with all of you. And, and that, that is, is our, our reading, reading today. today. I took that part because it was more names. Thank you And I was trying that. to be gracious. Thank you for that. <laughs> so now answer this question for Okay, me. I will. When was this... Was this written right before he yeah. was killed? This is the last thing Paul will write before he's killed. So okay. around 65 to 67 AD, um, Paul was killed 66 or 67. So yeah, these are his last words, okay. which is why this is actually um, one of my favorite books in the entire mm -hmm. Bible. It's really cool to see um, just this steadfastness that he has as he goes. And, you know, he's giving his last words to his son in the faith. And so everything he writes here is like what he feels like he needs to say to Timothy mm -hmm. for Timothy. And, and I mean, it sounds like he expects Timothy to make it in time, but I don't know if he did or not. Mm. So anyway, we read Paul's last words with two questions in mind. What's this tell us about God? What's this tell us about ourselves? So Allison, mm -hmm. which question do you want to answer? <clears throat> um, I think um, I would like to, to do what it tells us about us. Okay. Very good. So I'll go first because I'll say what it tells us about God. Hmm. Well, I think this, the deliverance that God gives us, deliverance, um, and I'm about to preach on this this weekend, is not from uh, hardships in this life, um, but 
it's it, like, look, Paul is going to stand before Nero Caesar, one of the cruelest Caesars, and certainly the greatest enemy of Christianity um, in the Roman Empire. And uh, Paul will undoubtedly share the gospel, and he'll have his head cut off for it. Um, he says, uh, the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. There's only one way into the heavenly kingdom, and that is not through physical safety. It's through death. Um, and so I just think that, man, we need to recalibrate where we're at here when we talk about, oh, well, God will deliver you. God will deliver you. God will deliver you. God's deliverance ultimately requires us to die. So we need to stop saying that God's going to deliver us from the hard times and start understanding that the hard times are just nothing in the scope of eternity. And so we need to recalibrate and think, okay, I may go through poverty. I may get shipwrecked. I may be hungry or beaten or imprisoned. All of those things may happen to me, but ultimately I know that God has overcome those things um, mm -hmm. and that I will enter into his kingdom. And I think mm -hmm. that that's the, the beautiful thing here. So that's mm -hmm. what this tells me about God is that his deliverance transcends all of our earthly sufferings. He does not promise that he'll deliver us from earthly sufferings. He does, however, promise us that our death will yield something beautiful mm -hmm. when it comes. So... Mm. There you go. Yes. So, Allison, what's this? Tell us about us. So, I, of course, am drawn to, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Mm. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. And then towards the end of the book, he says, but you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Mm. You have been taught the scriptures from childhood, and they have been given they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ. And then in the middle, there's this whole passage about, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be all these difficult times, and he describes the difficult times. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be really bad. Nothing like today, though. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, boy, can you imagine Man, what the world would be like? I hope that's when after we're dead. <laughs> I was reading that. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So what that tells about us is that two things. One, we have such a responsibility, especially not even just as parents, but as anyone who teaches anybody yeah. that's, a, that's younger, a child, yeah. that you ha we have a responsibility to instill this faith in these, in these children mm -hmm. because it does stay with you. And, it's, and he, twice he mentions that you have been taught since childhood this faith. Be, remain faithful to the things you've been taught. And then I, and then when he starts to describe, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, things are going to get difficult. But it's like he's constantly trying to remind, you know, stay faithful to what you've been taught, to what you know, what is true. And yeah. so it tells me that we have a responsibility to teach people that, but we also have a responsibility to stay faithful to what we know is true. Absolutely. Because things are going to get bad. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. One day. Someday. Way it's, off in the future. Thankfully. Man, can you imagine that? <laughs> um, people people being disobedient and They'll consider boastful. nothing sacred. They'll be unloving and forgiving. <laughs> They'll have no self-control. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's going to be crazy when it gets like that. I no, I totally agree with you, and I love that point. I think that's amazing. And also to think like um, – I think I might have shared this on the podcast before, and if not, I don't know. It Don't get mad at me. Um, okay, so when we were looking at – the ultrasound for Phoebe, the gender reveal mm -hmm. ultrasound, uh, the ultrasound tech like circled and they were like, this is her ovaries. 
And I'm like, neat. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. And they were like, no, that's your grandkids. Yeah. And that, like, moment of, like... Oh, wow. Oh. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, like, the way... Look, Timothy's dad, absentee. Mm-hmm. He was He was a Greek, right? He had no... Yeah. He did not raise his son at all yeah. in that faith. And so these two strong women, grandma and mom, came in, stepped and it up. And Paul pointed it out. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. That's good. Yeah. All right. Go... Fill in chip understudy. I got one. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. You sound surprised. I'm not surprised. He's like shocked that I would say that, but I'm just trying to be funny. Well, no, I just didn't understand because Allison, you've got one two days ago and today and yesterday and all the days. I mean, chip's back tomorrow, so that's nice, but. So thank God for that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's back. Oh, Chip's for he he does this better than I do. But Chip, you got me. Chip's is the best of us. Yeah, he is. That's true. All right. Well, Chip's got to go by two.